Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action, denisewalsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H.com slash action, A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox so you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar and design your dream life today. Hi, Denise. Hello. How are you, Miss Tara? (laughs) I'm so good. Thank you so much for being here. You're an absolute, I just get so inspired when I watch your story because you're so real. And I think in just this crazy world, and I don't even know how we got to this point with social media of like the perfection in our feeds. Mm -hmm. Um, It means the world to someone like me, even though this may look perfect. You know, um, that it's real and raw and I'm so grateful to you. So thank you for, for showing up real. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's no other way, really. We all start somewhere and are just on a journey to learn and grow and become better. Yeah. You know, so here's the thing with that. Well, you know, when I go on your feed, you're, you know, it's real, but the life's amazing. Let's, there's no, no hiding that. You have an awesome life. Um, uh, yeah, I think so too. I really, I, we've spent years kind of crafting and deciding what we want and I feel like we, we absolutely have it. Yeah, you do. But there, there must've been a time when it wasn't so good. So if it's okay with you, I mean, I don't want to throw you off guard, but I'd love to talk about where you were low maybe in, at mm-hmm. a time in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have been an entrepreneur for um, 11 years. And prior to that, I was a clinical psychologist. And so I went through my college years. I was actually a camp counselor and worked in New York City with foster kids. And I worked in Asheville, North Carolina, leading retreats and uh, mission projects and things. And so I had this bug to serve and this bug to love on people. And so I thought psychology was my, my way to do that. So I got into school, got my master's and got my first job. And you know, when you like go on interviews and you get your first job and you're like, oh my gosh, I finally, 
all of these years of hard work. Like, yes, I got my first job. Well, as we all know, it doesn't take long in the working world to be tired, bored, and burnt out. And I went through what they call this quarter life crisis, where it was like, I don't want to do this for the next 30 years, but I don't know what else to do because that was all that I was taught. Uh, I was taught to go to school, get a job, you know, have a family and retire if I decided to continue working once I had kids and then maybe I could live my life. And so I was really, really restless in my early 20s when I started my J-O-B, just feeling bored, burnt out, tired, but I didn't know what else to do. And so I stayed in that space for about five or six years, just kind of stirring, restless, kind of waiting for the next thing to show up, but scared to take action because at least, even though I didn't like it, at least I understood my job. I understood what I was doing. And so I was in this like transition spot for quite a while. Yeah. And I, you know, I loved when you said, um, what was the word that you used? You were like in this spot where you were, was it restless or something? Quarter life crisis. Yeah. <laughs> where we're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to change the world. And then, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> I feel like this is common. Okay. Well, and, yeah. But it's not talked about. No, and you think about people graduating high school or graduating college, and we're supposed to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And like, we don't even sometimes know how to do our own laundry or know how to, you know, we've got so much to learn at that age, but yet we are asked to make these big decisions. And then when we, when I finally graduated, at least for me, I was sorely disappointed with what the real world had to offer. So six years is a long time to sit in that space. Um, but eventually you pulled yourself out. So what came along? How did you do that? What did that look like? Yeah. And I'd love to say that it was, you know, a one like, Ooh, now I'm better or whatever. And I feel like so many times that's what people are looking for. They're looking for that, that, that flip of the switch that makes them go, this is what I'm looking for. You know, this is, this is it. But for me, it happened much more slowly. I just really started to do like, think about, okay, what do I want my life? I don't want to be here, but what do I want my life to look like? Uh, what do, how do I want to feel? Like I knew I wanted to work out in the morning. I knew I wanted time to journal and read. I knew that I wanted to travel and go on vacations. I knew I wanted to have a family. Like what, and when I wanted to have a family, like what did I want that to look like? Because I was raised with a mom who stayed at home, but I, I also knew that I had big dreams and big goals. And so I spent some time really just like, you know, I guess deciding, really thinking, stirring, allowing things to bubble up and get clear about what I wanted yes. life to look like. Clear and I, vision. Yeah. Vision. Yes. So I, important. I had to be like, okay, I don't want this, but what do I want? And so I spent time just dreaming, really, just kind of letting some of those things pop up and then slowly implementing them into my life, like one at a time. And while I was on this path, just saying, all right, what do I want my life to look like? Our business kind of came into our lives. And my husband was the one who really saw the vision of being business owners. He was an aerospace engineer, barred out of his mind and wanted a way out as well. And so we started our own home-based business in 2007. And even that, like that sounds like, 
oh, cool, you started a business. But like, I was a psychologist. I had no idea how to start a business. I didn't know what marketing or sales or any of those things were. This is before social media, right? This is flip phones and MapQuest days. And we just started taking one step in front of the other and started learning. And, and as we started walking and learning in this new path, we found that like I started to feel joy. I started to feel excitement and passion. Um, you know, things just started to really line up. Yeah. And I think um, I, when I was going through this, because uh, for the viewers, this comes with your video when you um, opt in with Denise. And um, this is an action planner because there actually is you have to, you have to set a course of actions. It's not just, you know, oh, you create a vision and then it just, you know, kind of pops up over here and you do that over there for a minute, but then you come over here. You have to, you have to have a plan. And I think what I really loved in this, I pulled out the page. It says at the top of this, I don't know if you can see it, but it says, what changes do you plan to make? Because I think in life, we just think that, oh, we'll just change as things kind of come. But no, you actually have to make a plan to change your plan, right? Well, absolutely. I think so many times. And becoming clear, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So often, I mean, this was me too at the beginning. I didn't know how, you know, I'm like, I want this to be better. I want to be more joyful. I want to have good relationships. I want to be fit and healthy. Like I want all of these things, but the how is what really slowed me down and when I'm working with people, they'll often tell me, I want to be out of debt. I want to start my own business. I want to do something new. I know I'm made for more, but I don't have time or I don't know how, or I don't know. There's all these barriers that get in the way. And that is honestly why I, we created this because it's, it's, it's a roadmap. Like this is the how it allows you the space to dream, but then it also like puts it in your calendar. So you intentionally take steps. Because that's how change happens, one step at a time. Yeah, it's really generous of you. Thank you so much for doing that. Denise, not offering that here today. Um, you, you mentioned about how your dream was to have, you know, to, to work out. And we, we do. We have this vision of who we are, who our yeah. higher self is, which is so cool. But I love that you mentioned you wanted to have better relationships. And sometimes I think we don't even, especially as moms, we forget how important our relationships with our husbands or significant others, um, friends, parents are to our core. And um, I love your freaking book, Retire Your Husband, because I think what happens when we start to feel this mommy low um, that is very common, we get um, blamey, mm-hmm. you know, start pointing fingers instead mm-hmm. of, cherishing and encouraging and uplifting those around us to help us be in a better space. So I love that your book is called retire your husband. No one thinks about that. Right. We, well, what we found is that we were all the women in our business were starting to retire, but you know what? Our husbands were working in jobs that they didn't like either. Um, Their husbands, you know, our husbands wanted to come home and they wanted to design their dream life. They wanted to work in their passion just as much as we did. And so Retire Your Husband is really our growth and leadership to make enough income where both of us, like both of us can truly do what we want to do in, in terms of our calling, our passion, our purpose. Like both of us can thrive and it doesn't have to be this pointing fingers, feeling like you're both suffering and the other person has the better end of the stick. 
100% and coming home to somebody who's thriving with right. a smile on their face and they're like, Hey babe, we're doing it. We're slaying. It's so great. And it, you know, it leads me to, you know, kind of a final thing that I'd love for you to touch on because it's real. You know, you have the people in your life who are indirectly or directly saying to you, you can't do that. You, who, who do you think you are to be able to build a business or even have that dream? And I would love to hear you touch on the, the people who told that you couldn't, you don't have to name names, <laughs> um, but the characteristics of those people. And then there's usually one or two people who told you that you could. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. This is huge because this is an identity thing. And I think anytime you go outside your comfort zone, there, there's a, there's a, an emotion of vulnerability. You know what I mean? Where you're stepping out and you're like, Oh my gosh, am I okay? Is it okay that I'm doing this? What are other people going to, there's all that mud and the fear that happens. And that happens whether you're bungee jumping or you're starting a podcast or you're starting a business, you just want to work out or whatever it is. There's a space of feeling vulnerable where you're growing in your comfort zone and then you're looking around and you think everybody's watching you and you wonder like, who am I to do X, Y, and Z, especially if we're doing something against our culture or against our family culture. You know, you think of a, a family where mostly everybody's overweight and they're eating in a certain way, but yet you want to be different. So you step out and you start to exercise and drink more water. And, you know, there's even fear with that. And so for me, when we started our business, I had people say, is this a pyramid scheme? Or, oh, gullible Denise, she doesn't know what she's getting into. And I had those naysayers, but the voice that I just chose to listen to were the vision casters. Because let's be honest, the people that were the naysayers didn't like their job. They stay, they were stuck. They weren't happy themselves. And so that's what they were projecting on me. But the people that I aligned myself with were people who've experienced success in this arena before. They like could cast a vision because they had been there, you know, they had seen it. And so they painted a picture for me and I just grabbed a hold of that. And I had to choose sometimes on a daily basis on who to listen to. But once I really listened long enough and chose the vision long enough, I then incorporate like that became my belief. So I then felt so confident and so excited about what I was doing that I honestly didn't even get naysayers anymore. It's like you you become what you focus on or you see what you focus on. So once I decided that my world was full of excited, potent, you know, folk, you know, positive, all these things, then like the naysayers kind of went away and I didn't even hear them. And it's just amazing how that happens. I'm curious though, because sometimes we, not, not sometimes, I would say with my clients, it's 9.9%, you know, 99% of them are, their own worst enemy. They can't get out of their own damn way, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, that conversation and the naysay is actually coming from, you know, within. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And um, especially when you become a mom, and I would love for you to to chat on this because you've got beautiful family. You've got two boys, gorgeous, right? Um, But what, what was this voice saying when you started removing your time from your family? Because let's be serious. Running a business takes time outside the family. So what did it do that? You know, I really have had to evolve um, because I was raised by a stay-at-home mom who I loved. And I felt like, I mean, I love, obviously, she's here watching my boy so I can do this, is... um, 
And my, my dad was an accountant. So nine to five, you know, just very traditional family. And so of course you, a lot of times become what you see. So that's what I saw. So when I was working my own business and we actually had the ability to build a, a, a five month income, five digit, however you say that, like we were able to quit our jobs before we had kids. So we were building our business and quit our jobs. And then we added kids into the mix. And what I realized was I couldn't do it all. Like I couldn't be super mom and super businesswoman. And the, the vision of like, my mom wasn't building a multi-million dollar organization. Right. So she, she could have dinner on the table every night, like you know, lasagna and stuff. And it was okay if I had chicken nuggets (laughs) for my boys or whatever. Like I had to give myself some grace and realize that it was two different goals, two different like seasons of life. And I could take, but there was certainly guilt even with, um, with traveling. So there's a, a couple things that I really chose to do. And this is through like, recognizing what I was experiencing and then setting up some boundaries within it was to have a schedule where I knew when I was working, I was working and when I'm home, I'm home, you know, so I could be fully engaged. Cause I think that you can work and be like, Oh, I should be at home. I feel bad for working because I should be with my kids or you're with your kids and you're on your phone and you're checking your email and you're like, I should be working. Like we never can win seriously. So I had to recognize that number one, I'm not I'm not my mom and I, um, and, and I learned a lot from her, but I also had some personal goals and I, I, I have got something to say and I have got a servant's heart and I want to be active in that. Yes. And then, um, and then I, I got some help. I got some help at home. I got some help with the business. I got to, you know, things that didn't need to be me. I outsourced with the business, things that didn't need to be me at home. I outsourced at home and I really worked to get some help. So that way I could be fully engaged with my kids and my husband and my business and feel successful in both areas. Yes. I love that. I love <laughs> Mic drop. Because we can. And I think we, a lot of times don't give ourselves that credit. Like we really can. We really can. Of course we can. We're women. And that's the thing, you know, because my biggest struggle was that I became a mom and I should just be grateful that I get to be a mom. And um, Tara, you get to be a stay at home mom. You know, what more do you want? Well, I, I well, a lot more. <laughs> right. I don't know. There's a couple of things. And here on your, on your Instagram, I pulled this up because I wanted yeah. to share this. I love this. Never underestimate a girl on a mission and never, ever underestimate a mom on a mission because when I decided, and I know this about you too, when we decide, when women like us, when moms like us decide to hit that mission, like we're unstoppable. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, blinders are on and and we, we know what we want and we're not taking no for an answer. So yeah. And, and, and our kids need to see that, you know, they need to see what it's like to set a goal, to fail, to, to try again, to hit it. You know, I mean, I had team over one, one day and we were working on our promotions and my, my son who's seven says, what's going on, mom? And I said, you know, we we're we're hit, we're working on our goals right now. And he said, yeah. is that why everyone's cheering? And we're like, yes. Like they need to see, they, they need to see what that process looks like. And I think because of that, we're kind of setting them up to start even higher than, than I did. Yeah. 100%. Like I am just so on board with you and I love it. 
I just love your message, Denise. And um, I hope that everybody just takes everything you've said today, anybody who's tuned in, um, I think kind of the overview is plan to change. Plan to change your plan. Get it on paper. So yes. where, where, um, where can they get this from you? Sir? I didn't even ask you that before we started here. That's all right. No, denisewalsh.com slash action planner. And it will be emailed to you in a PDF and you can just print it off like you did. And um, I am going to be creating some videos and some things like going over. If you've got questions, we'll connect that as well. Like, how does this work? And it's really self-explanatory, but I know sometimes as girls, we need a place to process. So there'll be some space for that too. Awesome. I love it. And so, so this is the how and the how is, you know, this is, this is very invaluable, I feel. So again, thank you for offering this for our viewers. Absolutely. You know, this is the road, this is an answer to the roadblock most people experience. So um, I know that it will be a blessing to everybody who, who gets it and definitely reach out if you've got questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Go get back to those beautiful boys. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big. 